Today's episode of Tyson Tate is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of the first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is a casual Friday. We yes. Are, we are back in the studio for the first time. How long has it been? Like six weeks, five weeks? It's been, honestly, it could you could tell me three months. Like I said, I lost concept of time yeah. during the pandemic last year. So I, let's go with five uh, weeks. Well, however long it's been. Well, <laughs> Tate and I are back in the studio. We are back looking at each other in the eyeballs. Yes. And uh, we're excited about that. Meanwhile, as temperatures around the country are heating up, Tate, mm. the NBA Finals is as well. Yes. Um, the Bucks tied the series. Finally. Two to two. Yeah. You and I reported on this podcast that we still believe in the Bucks. Mm-hmm. We both picked them to win the title. So right now, Bucks and Six is still uh, is still an option, which is knock on wood, uh, knock on wood. Uh, we'll talk about the finals a little bit. Uh, USA beat Argentina. I guess we'll assess that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bradley Beal is now off of Team USA. Mm. Uh, Jeremy Grant is his status pendant. What, what, what are, God damn it, dude. We're back to where we started, uh-huh. where we're like, have to suss out the protocols. Yes, like, the what, Yankees and the Red Sox are not playing what? tonight. <laughs> like is Jeremy Grant, like what? Like, oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I we're, we're, we're gonna do a show today, um, but we're gonna we're gonna tell a story at the top of the show as yes. to why this has turned into Casual yes. Friday. Because, because we made a big promise on our last <laughs> we episode. We told you that a big guest was coming. We're gonna be in studio, and we had a plan. But, but the plan did not come together. Here we are. So uh, <laughs> you're going to get casual Friday instead. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right. So we had a, uh, a plan. And uh, that plan has fallen through, Tate. We were going to have a guest, as you said. And yes. We're, we're going to be very careful with how much we're throwing people under the bus here because, uh, mm. you know, this business is is um, one in which these things happen. We'll put it that way. Like this, what has transpired uh, is not something that is out of the ordinary. And, and in that in, in, in that regard, uh, maybe we should take full responsibility for not having a plan B ready. Right. You know? Like right. So, we, so I want to say off the off the top. We this do, is our fault. We do take full responsibility. Yes. Um, this is 100% our fault that we are not prepared, that I have zero notes in front of me right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I, I have no idea where the show is going to go. Uh, but at the same time. Say it. <laughs> however. 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 <laughs> so uh, the, the reason we're going to talk about this is because uh, it was we had like it was such a funny story. Like, so I'll just jump straight to the point. Duncan was supposed to come on. Yes. The show. Friend of the program. Friend of the program. One of the original friends of the, the program. OG. Yes. The, the, a guy that comes on the show every summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still going to come on at some point um, is in Los Angeles. Uh, we, we just recently here at Fox um, were given the OK to like. Have guests. Have guests back yeah. in the studio, yeah. did, which <laughs> I checked the news right before I sat down. Turns out we're in protocols that, uh, now yeah, that we, that we offered to, the invitation. Um, yes. But yeah, Dun- so Duncan was in LA. We was supposed to, to, to come to the show. Uh, we grabbed dinner with him on Monday. And th- the whole reason I want to tell the story of Duncan not being on the show is because of what transpired on Monday. Because like as Monday was happening, the dinner with Duncan on Monday, mm. uh, I was like, this this is fantastic content. And I want you to tell the story from your perspective, because ultimately this is a Tate Frazier story more than it is 
anybody else. Yeah, I mean, do you think we should tell the story without Duncan? I mean, I, I yeah, because by the time yeah. he comes, by the by time, the time he, comes he comes back, on, who cares? It's who cares? Who cares? So the story's funny. Like that's what I mean. It was like fresh. He's gonna come on in like a month and a half or something, and it's not gonna be as funny, and we're not gonna remember it that much. For the true friends of the program at home, you know Tommy Alter. Tommy yes. Alter has been on this program before. He. It infuriated you uh, because he promised these to have these revelations when he came on the show. We brought him. This is in the old variation of the he show. He infuriated me like five different ways. But <laughs> yeah. the, fir the first way he infuriated me was uh, he invited me to dinner with Roy Hibbert. I told that yes, story yes. where I the, the check get, came. You get stuck with the check. Yes. I thought when I thought splitting the bill meant like we all go through and itemize what we had because uh -huh. that's how we do it in the Midwest when you go to Applebee's. Um, yeah. This was a very different experience. Five in LA. cards, man. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I, I told that story. And then also, yeah, he came on the show uh, before he comes on the show. He was in our office at the ringer and he's like, can I come on your guys show? I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. You should you should just talk shit about all these guys, you know, because Tommy's like the most connected yes. guy I've ever met in my life. He was telling us Mo Bamba stories. So yeah. we we're like, come on. Dude, I'm like, these, these yeah, are great share, stories. Share tell the stories. stories. Yeah. And then he comes on the show and I'm like, None so uh, tell us about some of these prospects. He's like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> cool, and Tommy. that is getting Tommy altered. And what happened on Monday night was a very specific Tommy altering, you know, uh, of sorts, because Tommy alter invites you and I, he first, he texts both of us in a group, in a group text and yep. says, I have a reservation Monday night at Bavel. Um, <laughs> you know, right. Is that how you spell? Yeah. You don't know. I don't know either. So he, he says that, uh, Duncan is coming. So inherently I say, yes, yeah. you say yes. Yeah. It was a great, you know, we're, we're, for, for all the, for as much as I like to make fun of Tommy, it always, I do respect, <laughs> I do like this about him that he, he takes initiative. He yes. sets up these dinners. Yes. Um, he connects people. If, if you follow Tommy on social media, yes. you will see once every like four weeks, maybe mm -hmm. less than two and a half weeks, something mm -hmm. like that. He'll suddenly just tweet a picture and like Quavo and Malcolm Gladwell, Don Cheadle and PFT commenter. Yes. <laughs> like and you're like, how? And the how is Tommy. And, <laughs> and not only do I appreciate that he like, he introduces, he, he, introduces you to people you would never meet before. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. I just appreciate that he takes initiative because I'm, I'm a friend in the friend group that doesn't always take initiative. I'm not mm -hmm. the guy that if I wait for people to, to invite me places <laughs> or to say, do you want to do something? I'm yeah. Like, yeah, let's do something. But I'm not, I, I don't have it in me, which makes me a bad friend. So anyway, I wanted to say that Tommy, I think we, you're I respect, a good friend. I respect that about Tommy. So yeah, I do like that part, but now let's get to the parts we don't like. Well, Tommy's a mover and a shaker, as we know, and a connector. Mm -hmm. So we love him to death. But we get to this dinner. This dinner is you and I both live on the west side in Los Angeles. This is going to sound like the Californians, the, the SNL yeah, skit, yeah. but we're both on the west side. And Tommy says Bavel is where we're going to go. So I haven't looked this place up. I te You text me and you say, have you seen where this place is? And then immediately I'm like, oh my God. I I'm thinking, you know, who knows? Like it, there, it could be anywhere. It could be in San Diego for yes, all we know. Yes. And I look and it's like downtown, right, right off Skid Row. And I'm like, <laughs> What? Wait, what? Like, where are we going? Uh, I'm working in Sherman Oaks. You're coming from the west side. This I is live in Marina Del Rey. Duncan's on the west side. Tommy lives on the west yes, side. Everyone, everyone going to this dinner is, is on west. the west side. Yes, but, but we're going downtown. We're which... going to go downtown on a Monday night. Yes, uh, fighting rush hour. Yes, to go eat by Skid Row. Yes, <laughs> and we're also going to a restaurant. You know, I've never, I never been to. Uh, you know, I had no familiarity I, with. I pulled up the menu, and my pasty white ass from the Midwest mm -hmm. was like, "What is this?" Yes, it's like yes. A, it was like a Middle Eastern. Like, if, I will say, the food was great. I of enjoyed course. it. Uh, shout out to the people at Bavel, Bavel, whatever it is. Uh, great food. <laughs> I enjoyed my my experience, but uh, I was very intimidated by the menu because I was yes. like, I don't know what any of this is. Yes, and it's. I guarantee it's all going to be very spicy. Lamb bread, falafel, and hummus, yes. things like yes. that. So. Uh, 
we drive or all of us drive down the 35 minute drive. I, I was the, the full disclosure. I'm like working. I, you know how I do things. I can wait to the last minute. And then I'm just like, I don't want to do that. So I don't go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yes. then I, it, I, I, there, yes. there's an Irish exit that people have. I have an Irish entrance, so I never, I just <laughs> yeah. never come up, you know, I never show up. So the, as the clock is winding down, I'm thinking to myself, man, I really don't want to go drive down here. But again, it's Duncan, it's yes. you, it's Tommy, I'm going to go. So I make the drive down. I get there, Duncan and George Niang uh, of the Utah Jazz get out of a car right and right as I got there. I'm like perfect timing. We're going to go check in. Mm -hmm. But there's three of us, you know, and I'm doing the math and I'm like, Wait, wait, a, wait a second. Wait a second. So there's three of us already here. You're not here yet. Yep. Tommy is the man who planned the dinner. So now we have five. Yep. And I know the reservation is for four. Yep. But I'm thinking to myself, usually you could throw a chair at the end of the table. Yep. It'll be fine. And also we have two NBA players with us. Yes. You know, like maybe we, we can finesse yeah, the situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm and Tommy for sure can. So yes. I go up to the host stand with Duncan. <laughs> we ask about Tommy Alter's table. Tommy's still not here. About going to be about 20 minutes late. That's on Tommy time. We get there, we ask. The lady looks at us as if we asked, you know, if we could buy a, a share of the restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, it mm -hmm. looked at us as if this was the most egregious request that could yes. ever be made. Yes. And I look at Duncan and I say, boom, this is perfect. I'm leaving. Yes. And he's like, you're you not did. leaving. Because Duncan, as much as we know him on air, we should say that, like, we, we've we rarely hung out with Duncan yeah. off air to where, like, Duncan doesn't know your quirks. And you're like, when you said that, I was like, oh, he looks at me. Duncan looks at me. And he's like, is he serious? I was like, Tate has never been more serious about it in his life. In fact... <laughs> I'm surprised you showed up in the first place. Yeah, I've, I've explained it to I, Duncan. I, I'm celebrating yes, this. Yes. All, all I want is to see Duncan and have like a, a, a time of chopping it up. So anyways, we get sent out because they're like, we're going to try to figure this out. Yeah. Right? We're going to try to find how to put a fifth person at a table. So we have about 20 minutes outside. We're chatting. We're having a great time. This is all I want. I just want to have like a, a guy comes up to Duncan and says, I love your podcast. Yes, and <laughs> And we were dying at that because uh, uh, we are podcasters well, by trade. Well, we were, I was, I was just, I was curious if the guy even knew that Duncan played in the NBA or not. No, he, he didn't. To, he to didn't know George Niang yeah. played in the NBA. Yeah, he was yeah. like, "Are you yeah. an NBA player?" Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you are. You're a podcaster. Um, so we get all of those experiences. By the time this all happens, Tommy shows up, pulls up in his whip, you know, and is like, "What's good? What's the word?" You know, we tell them the predicament yeah. that we're in. He's like, "I'm going to solve this." So we send Tommy up to solve it. I think it's going to be solved. Goes up to the hostess stand. She takes him to the table. I'm like, I guess we're going to be able to get five people here. So we're yeah, not. She says like in the in the time that Duncan had asked and now. Yes. She's like a table has popped up that is is made for four. Yes. But I think it might work for you guys. Come take a look. And as soon as she said that, <laughs> I'm looking around. There are very few instances, Tate, uh, now that I don't play college basketball anymore, there are yeah. very few instances where I'm the third tallest person in a group. Yeah, yeah. I was the third tallest person in a group of five, and I'm six mm -hmm. foot four, and I'm standing mm -hmm. there looking at, at six, seven Duncan Robinson, six, five, six, six, whatever he yeah. is, George Niang. And I was like, th th if you're telling me there's a table that's made for four, and if we're trying to put five in there, you're, yes. you're tall yourself. Yes. I was like, this, this. There's no way this for is the Instagram. Happen. Tommy's also tall. Tommy's also tall. <laughs> yeah, if he crowd, you know, if, he, if he's wearing his lifts that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the table, and you know, you're thinking to yourself, how could it not work, right? There, there's chairs. There's not chairs. There's a bench. <laughs> it's it's two benches, and they are closed in as if like you want to be close and into. They're basically love benches. Yes. Like instead of a love seat, it's a love bench. 
And the two NBA players, of course, sit on their side. It's made like picture a setting that's made for like a double date. Like two couples are there and they're sitting opposite each other. So like the man can have the arm. And they're supposed to be close. In fact, throughout the dinner, I was instinctively almost putting my arm around Tommy (laughs) because like the the way the furniture was set up, it just like was asking me to. I just kept like putting my arm up and I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the So we get to the table. They sit down on their side. But, you know, Duncan, nicely enough, he like scooches over like a little bit in the middle. Right. So there's like a sliver of room next to him. You and Tommy sit down. You. You, you know, great co-host, you, you slide over, you give me enough space where I could maybe fit in. I walk to the table <laughs> already knowing that I'm about to spin move out of here. You know what I mean? Like this is, I didn't want to pay for this bill. It's forced four dollar signs. $4 Google. Signs. I'm like, there's no way I was like, I want to drink water and not pay for this bill yeah. in the first place. I ate, I'd already eaten Mendocino. I'd eaten a salad before I came. So I, I'm like all set. So I walk into the table. I look and again, there's a sliver over here. You guys right here. I'm like, I'm not even going to sit down. But then Duncan is all is very adamant, right? That I'm not going to leave, that I had to give it the yeah. old college try. Yeah. So then I, I, I took a seat next to you and Tommy. We have never been closer. I, I, our- I'm, I am, uh, you know, both of my, my knees are touching each other. I got my yes, shoulders yes. as narrow as there, I possibly there's no can. Spread, there's no big cat man spreading to yes, be had here. Yeah. <laughs> I sit there for about five, seven seconds, get up. Bid my goodbyes to everybody. I still think Duncan was in shock that I was actually going to leave, but there was no way that it was possible at that point that we sat there. I think what's so shocking, if (laughs) if I'm going to, again, like I know you well and have been in these situations, not this particular situation, but situations where you're ready to dip a million times and I I can read Mm -hmm. it on your face and I see what's coming. I don't think Duncan knew this. And the reason I don't think he, I, I think he was so taken aback is how matter of fact you are in these instances. Yes. You don't, you don't like sit there and go, guys, you know what? Like, I think you guys would have more fun if it was you. You sat down and you go, well, and just clap your hands up. Like, Enjoy dinner, boys. And just no, no, no. I, I had to give it the try, but the try was I so. Know, but like the way you exit is just yes. so like matter of fact. Like yes. I, I'm, I'm done here, and yes. you just leave and you yes. wave and you say that's it. And Duncan just has his jaw on the floor, looking at me like, did, did yes. And he's like, should we apologize? Should we text him? Do, do you think we should like, should we, should we, you know, should we Tommy call him? Tommy did and, send me a very nice text and apologize. Yeah. Hadn't, he said, I had no idea George was coming. I Again, said, I would much rather George Niang have that dinner than me. And as know? I told the guys over and over and over, I was like, <laughs> I swear to God, this was Tate's dream. This is what Tate wanted. Tate, Tate saw $4 sign, Skid Row, yes. Babel. Yes. It was, it was not hitting all my marks, but not, again, I wanted to see yeah. everybody. So it, it worked out perfectly. When I got... Back, back by the hostess stand. She, the hostess knew me at that point. You know, she was like, oh, it didn't work. And I was like, you knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> you dog. Yeah. You knew exactly what you were doing. You, you knew what you did. Uh, but I, I laughed to myself oh, quite a man. bit that night. It was a very Larry David moment in my life. And these well, are the things that happened in my life. I, I, wanted, I wish Duncan was here. We could have told us. I know it, it would have been better. Fun, Cause but, I think uh, he would have been uncomfortable again. Cause like you said, yeah, he, he, he doesn't be, really understand that I, yeah. I, I can laugh at myself and granted, I did not want to be there. You know, I was we, Eric Bledsoe in Phoenix. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. That was me. Uh, well, we had a great time without you. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we talked about a lot of things. Duncan said he's out in L.A. because he's uh, about to be a free agent. What's the sign of the lake? Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh. Should I said that? Should, should I, uh, <laughs> Aggregate that. <laughs> Get that together. Uh, no, the worst part about So I like as the dinner's going on, I was like, hey, man, um, if you're around, I don't know what you're doing. He's like, I just work out in the mornings. Or I was like, yeah, come by the studio. Do, we'll, we'll do a show. I, I, I don't even know what we'll talk about, but we'll yeah. figure it out. It'll be fun to have you on. We have, a, you know, we do it every summer. 
Um, Especially because the finals are going on. Duncan yes. was in the, you know, Mickey Mouse finals yes. last year. We could ask him, you know, yes. about what he thinks about watching real finals basketball. The, the only thing worse than winning a Mickey Mouse ring and having to be reminded of it mm -hmm. is probably to lose. losing yeah. that Mickey Mouse ring. Yeah. And how do you feel about that, Duncan? I don't know. We were all excited about <laughs> it. He, he did tell me in his defense, he's like, Thursday... Uh, which is when we record these, as you guys know, uh, we, we put them out Friday morning or whatever. But uh, he said Thursday, um, I got to work out and then I'm doing an interview with the Friday beers guys. <laughs> Are you telling me we lost? I didn't know. We lost so we out got, to the Friday beer. The beer okay. Yeah, right. But go check out Duncan on, on the Friday. I'm, I, I'm sure he's doing the um, he, he did great on that show. And uh, we're not mad. We're not jealous. <laughs> What happened to our friend of the program? I think we're moving on to Joey's camp. No, I was, That's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I think Joey's we are now camp. Joey's camp podcast. I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't want to talk about it. So, Duncan, if you are listening to this, sorry, we just threw you under the bus a little bit. But nah. like the, the story, every, every the, program needs a fall guy. The story of Tate getting bumped from dinner it was so <laughs> preposterous. And I, I was so dead set on telling the story on the show yeah. today. No, it's perfect. And not having done like I didn't know how to tell it if Duncan's not you know so here we are so we did it and that's I think that. it may have been more fun without Duncan because again I, I think you are right he he felt bad yeah and I want him to know that it's okay he was a fun hang by the way that of was, course it was, was a great day of course and, he's a great uh, guy yeah and, and George Niang also a great guy by the way I, big I, fan I, I want to say ever since this is probably so the, the first Tommy Alter dinner experience was that Roy Hibbert story I told a few years ago um, I've probably gone to these types of dinners with Tommy. We, we've gotten dinner just the two of us before, but uh, I've gone to these dinners probably seven to ten times since then if I had to ballpark at Tate. And I swear to God, you will not see a more extravagant diner, the guy who's eating, mm -hmm. than, than me at these dinners. I order absolutely everything. Wine, yes. <laughs> Appetizers, yes. 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 Sides, Throwing a couple more that I'm not even. Well, that's touch. also what Tommy's doing. So yeah, Tommy's, that's what I'm saying. Tommy's setting I, the tone. I learned my lesson the first time yeah. when I ordered the smallest steak on the menu. You know you're going to be paying for it anyway. I know I'm going to be paying yes. for it. Tate. I the, the only time I ever get like espresso or a cappuccino or a, mm -hmm. a, a nightcap coffee or anything like that is when I'm out to dinner with Tommy because I know everyone else at the table is going to do it. I'm like, I'm not paying for your shit. Give me one of those. <laughs> yeah, two. whatever you guys are having, <laughs> yeah. make it two. I'm getting one of those two. <laughs> Oh, oh Tommy! Enough of that. Uh, should we talk about basketball? What, yeah. What's the plan B here? Yeah, I think uh, finals. That well, great game last night. Yeah, can we talk about the finals? All I mean, right. I brought up Phoenix. I brought up Eric Bledsoe. I yeah. feels like a nice lead in. Uh, Chris, who, who is the guy? Like PJ Tucker played for both these teams. Mm -hmm. Tory Craig's Craig. been talked about. Yeah. I think Eric Bledsoe gets a lot of love, but mm -hmm. like not love is actually by love. I mean the exact opposite of love, and that every time Drew Holiday sucks, everyone's like he's he plays like Eric Bledsoe, and then Chris yeah. Paul sucked, and they're like he's playing like Drew Holiday, who plays like Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> Um, who, who's the guy that represents Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the answer. That is the Shout right answer. Shout out to all the media that's doing a hell of a job finding people that are linked to both franchises because mm -hmm. there are a lot more that I realize. Well, I if think, you listen to Titus and Tate, I told you that Phoenix was due a championship because they had one of the most storied franchises and they also lost Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm. on the coin flip. I told America I this months ago. To, to <laughs> I don't either, but I, I remember saying that at one point. I don't know when. It could have been mm -hmm. years ago. It could have been last week. But regardless, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being there, watching Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, I saw a very funny video where uh, Kareem was watching the tip, you know, and he has his Buck stuff on, and the Bucks lose the tip, and he sits down like, I, I can't believe I'm at this game. <laughs> and, and as we all famously remember, he said that the Bucks had zero chance to win the title. That's right, yeah. Zero he's chance. In Milwaukee he went on with the his jump. name in the rafters. Yes, <laughs> yes, he literally said they had zero chance. So... I do like him uh, being a representative. I like that Tory Tory Craig could win a championship no matter who wins. So it's probably fun do, for him. Do because uh, this was Deion Waiters last year, right? Yes, he was in the same position, but the Lakers won. He was on the Lakers, so you don't have to worry about it. 
if the Bucks win, mm-hmm. does Torrey Craig take the ring? I yes. I don't think you can. You say yes. I think I think he does. I don't. I that's 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 no. That's a no. For it, me. It's a ring chasing culture. I think if he has a choice. <laughs> He's going to take the ring. I, I mean, mean, he may not. Let's say if they ask him two days after the finals, after they lose, I think he says no. But if they string it out three I mean, weeks, I'd, four weeks, I would, I would, he'll say I yes. would literally take the ring and sell it. I would yes. pawn it and take yes. the cash, yes. whatever. Pawn uh, stars. But I wouldn't like go around telling people I'm <laughs> NBA champion. Mm-hmm. What is it? I, I guess like the ultimate decision will be the Wikipedia page. Does it yes. say NBA champion? Tory Craig, if the Bucks, I think it has like a little blurb that explains that he played in the 2021 finals yeah. and was the only player that had played for both teams actively during the season. Okay. Okay. And he's an NBA champion. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about like, you see his picture, it says his age, it uh, says like the teams that he's played for or whatever. And then it says his accomplishments under, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like the little, the 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 quick hitter on Wikipedia. I think I think if he had, I think if he had not gotten run over by Giannis, and if mm, he had not been such mm-hmm. a nuisance, like he's such a presence in the series, then I think that there's more of a chance that he can be remembered as a Milwaukee Buck. But the Bucks fans are they they are not a fan of Tory Craig. Yeah, they feel like he knows their secrets, and they're like, yeah. I, I do not like yeah. this guy. That's a great being point. Sons. If if he if it was a situation where he. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I, what what comes to mind is Nolan Arenado with the mm. Rockies, just because I watched the All Star game and and I, and I was in Colorado uh, the week before the All Star game when the when the Cardinals were playing yeah. the Rockies. And every time Nolan Arenado did anything, he he'd, he'd be sitting at third base and scratch his nuts, and the, the Rockies fans would give him a standing <laughs> O and be like, "That's our guy, that's our guy." And I was like, "All right." I mean, how many times? You, like every single time he came up to bat, he get a yeah. standing O. In the All Star game, people were going nuts. If it was that sort of thing where Tory Craig is on the Suns, but like everyone in Milwaukee still loves him, he's still mm. God. We can't tell the story of the Milwaukee yeah, like Bucks they're, without Tory Craig. They're sorry that Tory yeah. Craig got tra- got traded. Yeah. Then maybe he gets, but I I don't I think I think I don't know. Who cares? It's not and, my decision to make. Well, and I think Tory Craig already had that type of series against the Nuggets because I think a lot of nu- yes. Nuggets he's, fans he's really like. Yeah, yeah, they really I think liked he's him about a lot. Denver. I think yeah. he's all the Denver fans that are <laughs> they're just like, there's like, our guy, Tory Craig. Except Carmelo, he's the one guy that are like screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is wild that Jokic wears 15 and no one ever brings that up. Yeah. I, I always find that funny. Um, but yeah, talking about the finals last night, it was uh, we talked about inevitability versus destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does feel like inevitability is winning the race right now. And uh, I saw Monty Williams gave this great speech after the game talking about, you know, on the other side of hard is what you want. But I and I know a lot of media people were like took this clip and they're like, what a great moment from, you know, Monty Williams. And I agree with that at some level. But it also shows us that the Phoenix Suns have not stared down the barrel of defeat yet. You know what I mean? Ooh, good point. I, yeah. I don't like teams that have been happy the whole time. So the entire run, they have been on a high. You know what I mean? Like they yes. have been, you know, we swept. We're sons and four. We beat LeBron. Like every single iteration of their run has been success. They beat happiness. LeBron. They beat the MVP. Yeah. They and beat then, the Clippers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. the, the whole run has been, they, they yes. have not looked down the barrel of defeat. And the fact that Monty Williams pointed it out that their heads were down in the locker room, that is not a good sign Ooh, for the Phoenix yeah. Suns. You know what yeah. I mean? Because the other team, and Cam Johnson actually said this in his press conference, he was like, the other team was down 0-2. And they obviously didn't have that mentality. They didn't have that same type of feeling of 
you know, maybe we aren't supposed to win this thing. The Bucks have never wavered. You the know Bucks what I mean? are like, you can't hurt me because I, I don't feel anything anymore. Yes. I'm dead inside. I've already I've seen. Been, yes. I've already seen yes. despair. I've seen I, the boogeyman. Yeah. I'm not scared of him. And the yeah. Nets basically had our entire team, like Stephen A went on first take after game two and said that they have to blow it up. And Giannis made this huge mistake by resigning yeah, in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like they've already had all the worst narrative talk. They've already had all this stuff. And Chris Paul, he's been adored the entire run here. Mm-hmm. And this was the Boy, game. Did it flip. Yeah, well, game four last yeah. night. I mean, I think that was when America was like, you know, you saw the people doing the pull off the mask and he's All Raymond right, so Felton. Here's, here, here's my question about that, because uh, it does feel like we, we've talked about this throughout the playoffs, how how the flip flopping, the the, yes. the the Mavs and the, the Clippers <laughs> series, the yes. Mavs win the first two in L.A. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's over. Yeah. Then the Clippers went two in Dallas, and it's now over. And then, like, <laughs> that's a great example. And then it, it kept happening with all the other series, uh, and 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 certainly it seems like it's happening now in the finals, where the, the Suns went up two nothing. People really genuinely thought that the Suns might sweep the Bucks. Um, now it feels like the consensus. I don't know what Vegas says, but I'm I'm I, this is not a scientific method that I'm using. But my vibes <laughs> are telling me. Yes, reading the tea leaves on the mm-hmm. internet, read absorbing the way people are talking about this series, people it feels like might be leaning towards Milwaukee now because uh, conventional wisdom, we're going back to conventional wisdom, which is like the team that's kind of been here. They haven't been in the finals, but as you said, they, they've, they've mm-hmm. stared down the barrel of defeat. Uh, the team with the best player, the team that plays better defense, the yeah. team, like all of these things that the Bucks have checked. We, we fell in love with Phoenix because of Chris Paul. And like we want, we would love for him to have a ring. Sons and four guy was fun. Uh, <laughs> all of those grand Canyon graduates that mm-hmm. are now, Pop and Molly and going to the Suns yes. games are fun. And, yes. and whatever you call that camera, 8K, whatever they're called. Isn't I, it wild that like an an 8K camera blurs out? Like it's harder to see. It's harder, 8K. Yeah, like it, yeah. it's so focused in that it's harder to see. All of that, we 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 got enamored with. I guess it. that's a choice by ESPN, yeah. but whatever. We got enamored with it. And we're like, maybe the Suns now it's flipped to the to the Bucks. So my question is, uh, do you think that it's the same groups of people. And again, this is very straw man, <laughs> very unscientific, but do you think like it's the same groups of people that are just flipping back and forth? Or do you think that there is a situation where um, there are people that believe the Suns are going to win this series? There are people that believe the Bucks are going to win this series. And we only hear from the people when they're right. So like yes. when the Suns are winning, mm-hmm. the people that believe in the Bucks are like, I'm going to kind of sit this one out. Yes. And Those same people are undecided voters. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the same group of people where we all say, I don't think I know that guy or know yeah. any of those people, but then we, they, they're all around us. And I think that they, <laughs> they are literally flip floppers. You know what I mean? They, they are going to go with the hottest, you know, headline of the day. So you think it's that though? You think like there's a, ge- like, no, I think there's a general consensus over here with the Suns and a general consensus over here with the Bucks. And then I think that they are standing strong and they're almost, their opinions are relevant because it's biased, right? So yeah. we, we don't listen to the Bucks fans. We don't listen to the we Suns listen fans. To the, we listen to the flip-floppers. But, but cause I, I was just thinking from my own experience, like I think the Bucks, I, I thought before the series started, the Bucks were going to win. I thought, cause I, you know, like I, I said, the Bucks net series, that was like yeah. my marker. I was like, whoever wins this, I think is going to win the finals. I haven't really wavered from that. I've I've thought the Suns have looked great, whatever. But I also, when the Bucks went down two nothing, I was I didn't say you know I wasn't like reminding people I still believe in the Bucks. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm gonna sit this one out. And I tiptoed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, no, I think know. we all were waiting and for Game Three and to and see if the Bucks just turned it back on, and they did. Obviously, and now they're different it's at home. Two, and I'm back out in the spotlight. Yeah. And I'm like, baby, I said this all along. Of Bucks, course, baby, <laughs> yeah, Bucks yeah, 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 yeah. And if the Phoenix Suns <laughs> blow them out by forty in Game and Five, I, then I start the, creeping the, back. Like Rosillo was is 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 shouting Chris Paul's praises and now he's got to kind of yeah yeah he's like i 
Um, My bad. But that, I think that's happening to Chris Paul too, where it's like I, I, I'm watching the game last night and people are ripping Chris Paul apart. I'm like, I swear to God, you, you were the same people, right? That yes. were praising him, praising him and saying like, this is I'm cheering for the Suns because I want Chris Paul to win a ring, right? Or were they not the same people? I, I don't think know. they're the same people, but I will say Chris Paul is he and it's worked in the first three series so you you can't knock him for doing this but he has in these games i mean i guess saved himself is the best term i can use like he is reserving energy for the fourth quarter right so a lot of times when you're watching the first and second quarter and you see chris paul has you know six points or whatever and three assists you know i i wasn't necessarily concerned because i'm thinking oh he's gonna you know he, he's saving he's himself for the run you know what i mean yeah. and, he, and he doesn't have to do this because Devin Booker is putting up 20 some points in the first half, right? That, that's so, that's something you learn from LeBron, who would sometimes in big games mm-hmm. get the other guys going first. Yes, You're exactly. Like, oh, I see what LeBron's doing here. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't yeah, yeah. shot in the first three minutes. Uh-huh. I see what this is. Uh-huh. I see and what's you, going you're on. You're like, here. well, I think just Dwayne Wade's playing good, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. sure. Uh Chris Paul, I thought that was the mentality. I thought I thought that was the mindset. And I thought it was a conscious decision. But I do think mentally, when you have number 34, Giannis Antetokounmpo on the other side. This guy, I, I have to say this because I've never seen this. Maybe Kevin Garnett is the the. I've never seen someone so hyped up <sighs> that they have to calm themselves. Like he is trying to calm himself down, and he's so crazy that they have had to send him back to the locker room in the the past two games. Like yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo is so hyped up to play, and when he throws down his first dunk, yeah. it's like he's about to break the rim. Like he and he's blowing into his hands to calm down. They can't really pass him the basketball early in games because like he can't even dribble because he's like <laughs> so infused with energy. And I I find it one endearing and two insane you know what i mean like it, it is and after the games when they're doing the post-game press conference he can't even really like when he's talking like he's hyperventilating because he's so like he's still coming down from this yeah. craziness that he's in and his brother is the same way so it's like two of these people on their team are losing their minds in the moment literally so if you're chris paul and you're like this veteran and again destiny is right in front mm. of you. You expect to be there. You expect to win. You think, you know, all all signs are saying I'm going to be an NBA champion. But then you look over and this seven foot majestic freak is losing, <laughs> is losing his mind. Yeah. Literally, like cannot calm down, cannot control himself because he wants to destroy you. It does have to creep in at some point. And that block that he had, that is... He baited Devin Booker into throwing that alley. Mm-hmm. He turned his body and baited him into it and then spun into one of the greatest blocks you'll ever see in, in such a pivotal moment. And he had 26 points, and I swear I don't remember him scoring. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. He, he can have 30 points and have a bad game. Yeah, That's how dominant and enraged he is. It's, that, it's maniacal. That block was so good that I didn't even react when I first saw it because I my brain was trying to process what just happened. I, it was I, one of those deals where I was like, did he... The, did the if, but the pat but the oh, an amazing did this lob. dude just did this yeah, that was yeah, 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 literally <laughs> this dude just did this the the pass was amazing and the craziest part about uh, it is that DeAndre Ayton heard footsteps like you know to, to use those terms like he saw Giannis mm-hmm. coming and was like oh damn like he read this like yep. he he saw the lob there and he baited him into the lob because if he takes that mid range it's probably going to go in because Booker has made everything he looked at all night so it's like you bait the guy to take basically the secondary thing that he wants to do there because he's like I can't not throw the lob he's wide open but really he baited him into it and it was incredible uh you talking about Giannis 
I got to breathe it in my hands yeah. to calm down because my, I'm so fired my, up. My Marvel, my knowledge of Marvel lore <laughs> isn't great, but I just picture like, isn't that something that happened in the Marvel movies where like they, they have the Incredible Hulk who's out of his mind and they have to like find a yeah. way to like harness it. And, yeah. I mean, find that, find I, mean that I think middle, that's always that the ground. problem with the Hulk. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's like the, and that is Giannis. That's Giannis. <laughs> no, seriously. He, and he said after the game, he was like, I had to think a tinkle, you know, like yeah. he like makes a joke out of it, but yeah. it's like, Bud can't even talk to him. Yeah. He's like, dude, calm down. His brother tried to bear hug him in, in uh, game three when he came to the bench. He literally was like trying to take some of the energy out of his body. That's how hyped up he is to be here. This is how much it means to him. And when you have someone on the other side in a competition that is that insanely so, driven, it's hard to be. So beat. I guess like it, why, why discussing the NBA is is the dumbest as we know it is the dumbest discourse that exists in <laughs> yes. sports fund entry agreed it, it is uh everyone who does it for a living and I'm gonna throw us in there because we we dabble in in the mm -hmm. NBA we certainly we uh you know we we apply the same mechanisms to the college level we're just amateurs at it we're not yeah, as good yeah, as yeah. the big boys but we we do our best um <laughs> it is it is the dumbest thing in the world and that you could just boil everything down into like just very simple things, mm -hmm. which is my way of saying, are, are, is, has everyone overthought this date that that the Bucks are the should be the clear favorites because Giannis Antetokounmpo is much much better than every other player. Devin Booker's awesome. Yes, Devin Booker's an awesome scorer. Devin Booker does not block DeAndre Ayton on a lob. Devin Booker is not a a, yeah. a, a, a freakish defender. Uh, but if Kobe Bryant in 2000 was on the Phoenix Suns and he played Shaq and the Lakers, who's winning that series? Yeah. Shaq and the Lakers. Right. No matter how great Kobe would be, and he would be great. We all know that. And that's right. what Devin Booker is doing. But the dominance but that feels comes like, from Giannis or it Shaq. It almost feels like uh, the Suns have the three parts of Giannis and Booker, Aiden, and Chris yes. Paul. Yes. And like you put those three together and it's kind of Giannis just, I that which is not, it's not a one-to-one -one comparison because Giannis can't shoot obviously in Booker, but you know, like that's what it feels like. Yes. And when Phoenix has all three of those parts together clicking, mm -hmm. th then maybe they're, they can contend, but the Bucks every game, the, the next, if they're going to play three more games, Giannis is going to bring it all three games. And the, the only hope that Phoenix has is that all three of those guys play well, which granted they have for most, for most of the playoffs, but yeah. They didn't last night. And maybe that's as simple as that. Maybe yeah. it's like the Bucks going into the game, the Bucks, like if Giannis balls out, because I think everyone was pointing, like everyone thought it was the opposite. Everyone yeah. thought it was like the Bucks need uh, uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton to play well to have a chance. I don't think they do. I mean, they, they, they've been playing better, but isn't it, is it not just that simple? It is that simple. Is it not just that simple that Giannis is the best player? But And that's, we, all, that's we, all we need. Well, we live in the stat sheet era, right? So like, the stats of Giannis, when you look at it and you say he misses seven free throws and, you know, he was 0 for 4 from the three-point. Like, you look at it and you say, oh, well, he didn't have a great game tonight. But at the end of the day, he dominates the game yeah. on both ends of the floor. And there's not even anyone close. The only person that's close to him is DeAndre Ayton. And the reason why Phoenix is feeding Ayton early in these games is because they're saying... We got to get our guy who's dominating on the defensive end involved in the game yes. so that we get him active and we get him lathered up and get him going. But even when they have that, DeAndre Ayton is still going to be B to the A, which is Giannis. And yeah. Giannis has the confidence. And that wall that they're building, it, you know, like I can't remember what movie it is, but it's like a monster. And they're like, he's learning, you know, and everyone's like looking around. They're like, oh, man, he's like Giannis is learning how to beat this wall. Mm, he's like, a, is it Frankenstein? Yeah, maybe. I, I was like, I, I thought it <laughs> was Frankenstein, Frankenstein, but like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like lost in my own head because you started talking about Marvel people. And I'm like, I can't, I, like, I can't even think of Frankenstein right now. I'm like thinking of Loki, but Giannis is learning. You know, on the fly, 
He has no fundamental footwork at all. He has no jump shot at all. Yeah. And he scored 40 points in back-to-back finals games. Yeah. I think that's why I'm so amazed. I'm like, this guy's not even, he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he could be as a basketball player. As we talked about, like, playing basketball. But his natural talent and ability yeah. and, and heart, it's unmatched. By the way, speaking of scoring 40 points in the finals, uh, Chris Middleton scored 40 last night. Thoughts and prayers to him that he hits big shot after big shot. Yeah. Scores 40 points, and all we want to talk about is like Giannis and Devin Booker fouling 35 times in that game, and Chris Paul sucking, and <laughs> yeah. on and on and on. And Chris Middleton's like, y'all have killed me forever, though. Like, I have to show up for us to have a chance. I, I scored 40 in the finals. Well, and, uh, guess who it reminds me of? Scottie Pippen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen would have these incredible games, basically be the reason that the Bulls would win games, because he was basically a point forward, or would be able to, you know, kind of get the team assembled late in games. And nobody would say, man, Scotty, what a great job. They would say, man, Michael Jordan did it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Michael, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that is, that's what's happening to Chris Middleton. And the fact that they have their own rivalry where like Chris Middleton sees Giannis playing good and then wants to be better than him. I I just, I, I've slowly fallen in love with the entire Bucks team. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. They, 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 it, I, I've, I've kind of been in love with them. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, I have been in love, but I also like, I expect. I mean, I know what you mean. There's shortcomings. There were shortcomings, and and well, to me, it feels like the Bucks are Virginia. This is the, that was always yeah, the comparison I made. Did, it was like yeah. they they are very good regular season team. They fall apart in the postseason because there's an obvious flaw to their strategy. And in the Bucks case, it was like your best player, the guy that every other team when they build around their best player, that best player is going to get the ball at the end of games and yeah. make clutch shots. You cannot do that. That is a, that, that'll that's Chris Middleton yeah. for this team. So now yeah. you throw Chris Chris Middleton is elevated to that level where he can be that guy. And now all of a sudden the Bucks and and the same way that like the the problems with Virginia would that that they never had a plan B. Suddenly you have DeAndre Hunter and Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome and it's like yeah. here's our plan B, bitch. Mm-hmm. And plan B was uh, Kihei Clark throwing at the Diakite. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know where I'm going with this analogy. Yeah, no, it was the other two guys. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but it feels like Pat Connaughton. I mean, to, to keep making Bulls references, it does feel like Pat Connaughton could have a John Paxson type shot in Phoenix. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. Both went to Notre Dame. Keep going. PJ Tucker's Dennis Rodman. Yeah, obviously. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could go through and piecemeal this together and you could say, oh, they have all the pieces to really do this. Uh, Brooke Lopez, Bill Cartwright. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. I get, you, could, you could really piece this whole mm-hmm. thing together. And I don't know. I mean, as I've watched the series, I can tell that Phoenix is a little bit wavering because they feel it. And the Bucks have never, they've never wavered can, the spe- entire Speaking time. of Pat Connaughton, can we, can we quickly just shout this man out for yeah. uh, plus 21 in this game? And I realize plus minus in an in a individual game is not, the, the, the stat nerds don't love that when you use that. It's like a, <laughs> as a point, but when it helps your case, use I it. I love when the stat nerds don't like when you use stats. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I was like, I, I think it sounds like you just don't like when you I just use don't stats. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't just want to pl- pull out the uh, uh, point out the plus 21 with Connaughton. What I want to point out is this dude is put in a position, no Dante DiVincenzo mm-hmm. uh, for the Bucks, as we know. Um, he, he has been put in a position where he should not be playing. How many? 32 minutes last yeah. night. He should not be playing 32 minutes in the finals game. Pat Connaughton John knows Pat. that. Like he, he should, he, he'd be the first <laughs> to tell you that. He's like, yeah. I should be playing like 15 to 20. That's yeah. that's where that's my sweet spot. I do not need to be out for 32 minutes. But when he's out there, he's like, "Fuck it, if I'm going to be out here, let's get after it and, and let's do it." And, 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 and that that's hard, dude, because like a lot yeah. of the guys in his position would be like trying to stay out of the way and whatever. 
He's he, at all times he's on the court. He's trying to have an impact. And there are stretches. There was like one little stretch where it felt like he was doing a little too much and he was missing open three, whatever. Yeah. But then he he follows it up with like an offensive rebound put back. Like the guy just plays his balls off. And, and shout out to Coach Bud because he has been getting killed, obviously, uh, forever. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Literally, if you've watched the Hawks back in the day, like everyone always can point to Coach Bud and say, that was a very head scratching thing that he just did right there. But the fact that he went home, believed in his bench, went to his bench early with Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton, that said to me, Oh wow! This team has—they have not wavered in their confidence at all. Yeah. And then Pat Connaughton—he gets out there. He's playing really well. He believes in him and keeps him out there. Same with Bobby Portis in Game Three. So, I give kudos to the coaching staff for uh, you know for saying, "Hey, these guys sucked in Phoenix. They were liability. Like Pat Connaughton was a liability in Phoenix." Yeah. So like after those first two games, usually you maybe look at your bench and say, well, I don't think we can go to Bobby. I don't think we can go to Pat early because they struggle. These aren't the right matchups for them, yada, yada, yada. But instead they got home. They're like, these guys are comfortable, but let's get them in the game early so that they feel comfortable. And then we're good. And then we save Giannis and Chris and Drew for winning time, you yeah. know? And I, I'm so tired of hearing clutch time. If I hear clutch time one oh, more. If you're rebranding as winning time? No, it's crunch time. Crunch time. It's nut Crunching, crunching time. time. It's crunch time. It's not nut clutching time. It, you don't clutch your nuts. Because yeah. that would be a charge. That would be a charge. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm not a charge guy. So yeah. You're not a charge you're guy. You're not clutching. No, we're crunching. crunching. We're yes. crunching our nuts. It is crunch time. Okay. And then you're clutch, but you're clutch in crunch yes. time, which okay. is confusing. That's you know confusing. What I, mean? I think that's the problem. That's the problem. But if it's clutch time, you'd have to come up crunch in the clutch time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's Just say crunch time, and then he was clutch. <laughs> Uh, if, if if the Bucks pull this off, Budenholzer, uh, who, if you follow uh, the, the, the it, NBA he's Twitter, getting an extension, no doubt. No, if you if you if you pay attention to what the people say about these guys, I mean, you you would think this guy's a, a bumbling is not, idiot, a, a bumbling yeah. idiot that they pulled off the street that that they're he's a Ted Lasso type that they're <laughs> purposely trying to lose, and they hired this guy, um, which I find fascinating because if the Bucks pull this off, that's back to back years where an absolute buffoon idiot, according to the yes. world, has. has been the head coach of NBA champion. I mean, which, you know, <laughs> I have to say, when he did say play random, like they did like a little clip before game one, and yeah. he's like, play hard, play smart, play random. Yeah. I was like, I was, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. no. I'm gonna I mean, I, I like, I, I like, I'm going to disagree. I, I like, like it. I like it a little bit, but I also, that's very isn't Ted that Lasso. What, isn't that what coaching is, though? Like, yeah. ultimately, is like, if it works, it's genius. If it doesn't, you're an idiot. Yes. The triangle offense would be the dumbest thing in the world if it didn't work for Phil Jackson. If Michael, yeah. if he didn't have Michael Jordan, he'd probably Phil Jackson's probably a moron. Well, like, why would you do it this way, Phil? In the first Absolutely. time they ran the triangle against the Bad Boy Pistons, the Pistons still won. Yeah, and they talked about after the game that their new offense sucked and all this stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, it it doesn't always work day one too. You know what I mean. Sometimes it has to build and get That's there. That's how so. I feel about all of the the mantras. A lot of college football coaches use like yeah. mantras and stuff. Like if if you're winning games, they're cool and people rally mm -hmm. behind them and it is what it's mean, fun. If you're not winning, you're like this is the corniest shit I've ever seen. I covered Larry Fedora. He had three words in his vocabulary, smart, fast and physical. <laughs> so like yeah, and if Carolina is is you and know, when, when Gio Bernard was playing for us and winning games, I was like smart, fast and physical, baby. Yeah. yeah. And then by 2015, I was like this guy has to get something else. <laughs> he, has, yeah. he has to say something else. Yeah. Please. So that's that, like that, to that point. If the Bucks win, 
play random, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm about it. I'm, I'm like, going to wear a shirt that says yeah. play random. I'm going to yeah. tell, I'm going to be like coaching kids up. I'm just going to be like going to the, the parks in LA and just be like, come on kids, let's play random. Here we go. I'm like, who are you, sir? <laughs> uh, Coach Bud. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, fix USA basketball again. Please. Because uh, there's, the, 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 we beat Argentina. We're on the right track, but at the same time. Um, are we? Are we? <laughs> Find out after the break. <laughs> Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy, though? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Want to talk about our friends at Discover? Do you want to hear something amazing? Of course you do. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with zero limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance, or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around, like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional Black Friday in July event. Enjoy up to $400 off high-performance Dell XPS laptops and desktops along with next-level Alienware systems. And guess what? They're all powered by Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on stunning Dell monitors, top-brand electronics, and accessories. Plus, enjoy free shipping on everything. Yes, everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 800 by Dell. That's 800 B-U-Y Dell. Back to Tyson Tate. All right, a little Team USA talk uh, because I think Tate and I are the only two guys who uh, genuinely, uh, this isn't true. I don't know why I said that. I wanted to see yeah. you what it was. That was, <laughs> that was good. a little trick you do where you're just like, yeah, we're different than, we're not like those other podcasters. We actually care. Um, but no, we, we earnestly care. I, uh-huh. I will say that, that it does, I, I do feel like there are a lot of people um, who are probably- I've heard Friday Beers cares more, yes. but that, that's the only <laughs> other podcast that cares more. <laughs> there, there are probably a lot of people who are, are just popping into the party to pile on Team USA and mm-hmm. be like, We're lo- you're losing. You Those suck. are the flip-floppers that yes. we talked about. And what I'm saying is that if if, if USA was beating everybody by a thousand, we would still be, you and I would still be watching every game. And like, yes. like we love this shit. We, yeah. we, we, we get excited about it. Um, and there's a new development. Number mm-hmm. one, we beat Argentina. Uh, number two, Luis Scola, which doesn't have anything to do with USA, uh, has completely rebranded himself and, and has gone through a glow up. And I think we just have yes. to tip our captain. He's the that. Kim Kardashian of basketball. <laughs> uh, and number three, Bradley Beal is now off off Team USA. He, he's done. He's right? out. He's out. Yes. Uh, Jeremy Grant is, is in protocols. Is in protocols, which I don't know what exactly that. that I think that's on the line of out. Is that quarantine? Have we substituted? Is quarantine out and protocol is now the new word? Like, what's the difference between protocol and quarantine? We I have, have no a, idea. We have a blackmail extortion situation. I, all I know is that Chris same. Paul and LeBron James both were in quarantine or protocols, and they both had different uh, designations. Or, I guess, like, saying protocol, they're in protocols makes it sound like you're doing something. What yes. if protocol is just like, 
just keep just like i don't know have drink more water and that's what the protocol is in yeah, this yeah, situation, yeah yeah whatever yeah. you know or just like sit over there and we'll get tech we'll check you in 10 yeah. hours yeah but like you see the new you see the news report and you're like oh man they're really on top of this yeah like yeah they they're handling protocol. this they're handling yeah, yeah, yeah. this protocol <laughs> where were they going out you know what i mean that's the other question yeah I, I'm, I'm confused by this because uh i don't understand how these guys got put in a situation where uh it, it might be dicey um wh where are they right now playing by the way i have no idea oh. <laughs> i assume that they were in colorado springs that's what i always think so i was thinking to myself no they are in las vegas they are in las vegas yeah. oh wow yeah which i think i think i i have argued with myself wow um, so this is a disaster yeah i mean the, the keep them in colorado springs yeah, I, I've argued with myself. I thought they were back uh, training. You know what I mean? I thought it was like flying to Vegas, play oh, games, no, then we no, go no, back, no, 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 then no. we come. I thought no, that. I, I think they're just hanging out in Vegas wow. all the time. Which the, uh, th th this is what I've been debating with myself about: is that losing to Nigeria, losing to Australia, mm. um, obviously bad. This is this is we we had lost two exhibition games, whatever it was, uh, uh, fifty years, you, yeah. fifty years. Going back to the, the invention of basketball, and then mm -hmm. Greg Popovich takes over, and we've lost two in a row. Um, I, I, part of me wants to believe that the, the biggest culprit in all of this, we, we, we are all overthinking all of this as well. Like it's not about the rim protection of team USA. It's not about, uh, we have too many guys that are trying to score 25 a game like they did in the <laughs> NBA and we need more guys that are just going to move the ball and do the dirty work. I don't think it's that. What if it's just as simple as they're in Las Vegas? Yes. <laughs> they're NBA players in Las Vegas and they have been in a quarantine type situation in a bubble last year for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, even this year in the NBA was a weird year. Um, what if it's just as simple as that, that these guys are just getting buck wild in Vegas and that's why we're losing these exhibition games that don't count. But if that isn't in, in fact the case, Tate, I go. To, I, I then followed up with this. Does that mean when they get to Tokyo, they're going to lock in and say, no. now's winning. To exactly. That's no. my fear is like when they get to Tokyo, they're going to be like, Tokyo is right, more fun than Vegas. Yes. I'll be like, Where's the strip clubs here? Yeah, like, exactly. that's what they're say. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep the party going. That's my fear. That's my fear. Cause I think I want to believe that it's just like, once they get out of Vegas, we'll be fine. They'll lock yes. in whatever. But that is the fear is they'll be like, well, we that was, that was the fear with Brazil, right? Yeah, Brazil, yeah. they put them on a boat because they were saying, look, if we can, at least we can monitor who comes on and off the boat. You know what I mean? Like we're not in a situation where we have no idea. Like we have mm -hmm. an idea. In 2004, they did it because of 9-11, you know, things like that. So they also stayed on a boat. But it may have also had the other part of it too, which is like we can monitor the situation. I don't think that there's much monitoring to be done in Vegas. I, I mean, yeah, that that yeah. is just, that seems like... Mm -hmm. A chase, like you're just chasing your tail at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not going to be able to catch, uh, you know, what's happening. Guys are going to tell you, like Greg Popovich asked Bradley Beal, you know, what'd you do last night? He's like, oh, I just went out for a little bit, you know, yeah. wasn't no thing. Yeah. Can't believe this. I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please believe me, coach. You know what I mean? I don't think they're doing anything well, I mean, to that point, like, I, I if, if at the time we're living in now, like, this is like, Brad, if, if Bradley Beal went out and that's like how he broke pro, like, yeah. whatever, I don't, I don't care. I, I don't care either. I don't care. Like, yeah. the world's back open. Is exactly. It? I mean, although in LA, we just saw, <laughs> yeah, it's not, but I mean, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so like, it's, this isn't an instance of like break. I don't, I don't mean to bring up Vegas, though. These guys are, are put, are supposed to be in the NBA bubble. And yeah. They're, no breaking that I, I just mean it as like are they focused on beating australia and nigeria or are they focused on bottle service at the club in vegas well, and i'm sure it's it, i mean let's be honest and then if you're an nba star which is like oh, the whole team 
I think I, I think I saw you say this. It was like they just it looked like they went down a roster and they just were like this guy averages twenty seven. Yes. We want him. This yes. guy is twenty six. We want him. And the fact that Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr. I don't know how much they were the roster construction itself, but whoever constructed the roster has never watched a FIBA game in their life. Right. It feels that right. way, at least. Like, it makes no sense or, who is on this team. Or it's like a 14-year-old that plays a lot of 2K and, like, has yeah, built a, like a, a super, super team, team before, yes. and he did it by just looking at the overall rating for each player. Yes. And it was like... 91. 90, just add them all. Yes. And, and then it, it it worked. I won the title. We, yeah. I went 82-0 and in the regular season, won the title. You guys should do that. It's like... Yeah, maybe it's Steve Kerr's son that, that said we should do this. And Popovich is like, cool, let's do it that yeah, way. Yeah, he's like, perfect, Steve, good call. But also, those two guys are champions. They're also champions within a system that has one star that's kind of, you know, helped mm. make their notoriety and one way of playing, right? The mm. fact that Team USA has decided we're going to play small ball with Draymond at the five. What? Yeah. Like the one advantage that we've had is a Tyson Chandler or a Dwight Howard. Like the fact that Dwight Howard didn't get a call. It's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. How is Dwight Howard not on the team? I know that, you know. That sounds, but, but but to your point, this is not an all-star team. This is not a, a list of, there should not be a list of the 13, 15 best players. No, this is a NBA. basketball team if you want to go win yes. the, the, the gold medal, which yes. it does not seem like this team was constructed to do that. This team was constructed to be some sort of super dream team it's of hilarious. amazing scoring talent. It's hilarious that when you do this in the NBA, when when you when you build a super team in the NBA, a la the Brooklyn Nets, and yes. you put all three of these guys together, all three ball dominant uh type Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and you throw them together and you say to yourself, this team is very talented. Yeah. This, uh, maybe the three, the top of all the teams, the top three most talented players. This might be the most talented top three. The best two K team around of all time, right? Yeah. But we got to have the talk, Tate. It, there's only one ball. Can they share mm-hmm. the ball? Can they play well together? Mm-hmm. We, I, I don't. We, we got to see it first. You got to see if they can gel. If they can, like that. That's what happens every time a super team gets formed in the NBA. Yes. When you do it with Team USA, you're like, we're we're sick, dude. We're we're nasty. We're gonna we're gonna crush everybody, and no one stops to think like. Do, we need a guy. We need a, a Bill Cartwright. <laughs> I mean, straight up. We need a guy that just, like, we're going to tell him all we want you to do is go out there. We need Kyle Lowry. Screens. Yeah. We need, we need so- Mike Conley. Yes, Mike Conley. Move the ball. We play need defense. We need, we need a point guard, a legit point guard. And look, Dame Lillard is awesome, but Dame Lillard has never played FIBA basketball. So you're basically asking a guy who's coming in blind to a new sport. Because as it much is. as we act like it's basketball, it's not. College basketball is different than NBA basketball. NBA basketball is different than, you know, FIBA. I think college I mean, is closer to FIBA than NBA is. Exactly. FIBA, yeah, for And it's sure. 40 minutes. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, when do they, when does Dane Lillard always show up in a game? Winning time. Yes. And guess what? Clutch, crunch time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that happens in, they're playing 40 minute games in FIBA. That's 48 minutes in the NBA. So the last eight minutes that he's used to, to really lock in that'd is be, no longer that'd be there. Hilarious that that, if he said that in the, in the Nigeria postgame press conference, he's like, listen, man, I was ready to turn it on. I looked up. <laughs> And the clock was the game over. I'm like confused. <laughs> I was what waiting is for this? those last eight minutes, and they never came. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. But that's that's how it feels. And the fact that one, I think the hubris of Pop and Kerr, they're not going to make any changes, like vast changes. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they bump up like Keldon Johnson from the select team. Yeah. Instead of going to get a point guard like you and I are yeah, talking yeah. about, because they're like, we already have our roster. We're all set. We're going to get Devin Booker and Drew Holiday is going to be that point guard. But I still think Drew Holiday. I mean, he can do that at some level, but you need someone that's going to pick up these European teams like Del Vadova and like press them. Like Russell Westbrook would be perfect. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is, the, is a dog and he's you're, like, you're right. But also if Russell Westbrook gets 
gets put on this team. I think that's a very if Russell Westbrook gets put on this decision. team, then, then he and Kevin Durant might be you yeah, know fighting over who's the star of the team. Yeah, that's a very unpopular decision. It's um, it's really it's dude, really what if, tough. What if Dakota Mathias gets the call up? I mean, what if we look at what if Dakota Mathias is like that's like a Disney movie that gets made. Where yes, it's like, Dakota. It's called Dakota. <laughs> How I how I won a yes. gold medal on yes. Team USA. A follow up to Luca from from the creators of Luca comes Dakota, <laughs> <laughs> and he just sneaks his way onto the team and he plays the Christian Leitner role. We don't need team. any more shooting. We really I, don't. I'm so I'm so tired of watching what, Jason that, Tatum. That's the most shoot. frustrating part to me is that if if you're putting together a team, if you're really th- and and you realize the pool of talent we have in America, I guess like the first calls are obviously your your Durants and your LeBrons, Curry's, and your Curry's yeah, and whatever, but. Outside of like get those guys, get the guys mm-hmm. that are are goat tier guys. Um, the first thing, the first two things I would think you would want to do is lock up like a point guard play, a guy yes. that's going to move the ball, and because you're going to know no matter who you put on the team, when you look at the roster, you're going to say we have plenty of scoring. No, yes. Almost no matter who you put on it, if, yes. you're, if you're America, so you want a point guard that's going to just be pass first basically and set everything and, up and, and play set defense. everything up. That's what they Which need. I guess. I guess Drew Holiday might end up playing. He that can, role, right? He can like, do that. He, he's gonna, he's gonna be out of there. But that's that's what you need. Number two, you need rim protection. Yes. And this team has neither one of those. Zero. And uh, and you're asking Kevin Durant, I guess, to be a rim protector, or, yeah. or Draymond can't be a rim protector. You're asking Bam Adebayo to. I mean, Bam Adebayo is obviously most famous play as the block on Jason Tatum, but he's not like a rim protector. JaVale McGee would have been a great fit for this team. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. not even like I say this, and people probably yeah, Jared yes. Allen is probably the the right answer. But like I would take two time champion JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard, who's why already not? played, and get them on the team. Why not? And then then people Seriously. like scratch their heads and they wonder why Carmelo is so much better in FIBA rules yeah. than he, he is. Or like, why is Carmelo awesome? He's a mismatch. Awesome he plays P- the four. Because it's like, I don't know. It's the same reason the guy was awesome in Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it's not that complicated because FIBA is more closely to college basketball than it is the NBA. And it's a more physical game. Yeah. And Carmelo is a big he's guy. Yeah. He, he's like, I'll play the, like KD is going to play the four and be great. Yeah. Like that, that's where he fits in the, he's like a tweener. But KD will also like, he'll post up and someone will throw a forearm in his back as he's like doing a fadeaway. And yeah. he'll look at the ref and be like, "What? That's a foul, 100 percent of the time in the NBA." And the ref yeah. will say, "This is not the NBA. Get your ass back on." Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I saw <laughs> like, a lot of the. No, that was good. I thought that Jason Tatum and uh, it was like Tatum Lillard, like they had these shots of them like staring down the referees. Yeah, and I find that hilarious because you know it used to be that the Euro League and stuff wanted to be the NBA. They yeah. wanted to match that physicality. Right. And now they're more physical than our game. And if you're Luka Doncic and you thrive in this FIBA game, this FIBA world, if you're Mike Toby, who's his number two, if you're Mike Toby <laughs> and Luka Doncic, like you're, you are literally salivating at the idea of playing the U.S. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Like th- this is, it's perfect because you, they're going to start fighting amongst each other eventually. I think they already are. We don't know that yet, but like, they're going to start pointing fingers. I think unless Luke, they get a point guard who can say, point the finger at me and give me the ball, and then I'll decide who shoots and he, who gets it and who's hot and all that sort of stuff. I feel like Luke is going to be the final polling of the thread that un, undoes this country. Yes. And that it could, it could that be. When, when, when Luka Doncic, if, if in fact he plays the United States, I feel like half of this country, half of the red blooded Americans in this country, start pulling taxpaying Americans. They start we'll, pulling we'll, we'll for, Slovenia. for Slovenia. Yeah. Yeah. The, the people yes. that have American flags hanging outside their yes. house are pulling for they're Slovenia. Going, yes. Yes. They have, ta- they have American flag tattoos on their body and they're like at the tattoo removal place. Yeah. Put that <laughs> Slovenia flag right here. 
they're like, sir, this is, sir, what you brought in is not the Slovenia flag. So yes. I don't, just put whatever this is. Yeah. One of them. <laughs> <One of them. laughs> yeah. It's, I oh, mean, man. can you believe Mike Toby's the number two guy for Slovenia, by the way? The, the, I that think Mike Toby, Virginia fan. I think that's why I like the, uh, uh, I, I, I like the Olympic basketball. So, or the FIBA, because yeah. like guys like, and Luis Scola, they do, like guys that you know will pop up. Even Della Vadova, like when's the last time anybody cared about Della? Is he still in the league? I don't think he is. He's, he just signed with Australia League, right? Yeah, I think he was in um, Cleveland, but then yeah, he's out now. When's the last time anyone talked about Matthew Della Vadova? And suddenly you're watching him, you're watching like St. Mary's. Dude, or Jock Landell. Yeah, I was going to say, that's I was Jock so Landell, happy to see Jock balling. I yeah. was like, oh man, I'm It was basically St. Mary's versus the United <laughs> States. And they, and they won. Great for Gonzaga. <laughs> <laughs> w for Gonzaga. St. Mary's should get an auto bid to the next to this year's tournament. <laughs> just based on that alone. I think half of America would think St. Mary's is a country. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same half we were talking about. They're You're like, gonna hear Dick Vitale <laughs> use that as a bullet point with St. Mary's yeah. get snubbed this year. Yeah. Like the, listen, they beat America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Team USA, you remember that? <laughs> oh man. Speaking of college basketball, a uh, couple news, oh, yeah. couple bullet points to talk about. Uh, transfer decision. Number one, Marcus Carr, a man that I mm. want so far out of my face. I cannot, I, w- I would pay, I would, I will pay uh, if, if, if transfer fees are like European soccer and you have to pay the other club, whatever, however, transfer fees were. I, mm-hmm. I just realized as I started that sentence, I don't actually know how <laughs> yeah, transfer I mean. fees work in European <laughs> soccer. I just know they exist. I would pony up the money for Marcus Carr to transfer out mm. of the Big Ten. Um, but I don't need to because he was he was gonna he said he's gonna transfer. Uh, today word breaks that he is going to either transfer to Texas mm. or overseas and play professionally. So that's where we've landed on the Marcus Carr decision. That Chris Beard. Um, I I still think by the way Kevin O'Banner, uh, the the guy from Oral Roberts who, yeah. who beat Florida and almost beat Arkansas. Um, he he just announced that he's going to Texas Tech and. In my brain, Kevin O'Banner announcing to Texas Tech, I was like, that's a great get for Chris Beard. Yeah. Then I see Marcus Carr is going to Texas, and I said, that's a great get for Chris Beard. Yeah, Chris I, Beard I, is I, winning both Texas I believe schools. that Chris Beard is coaching both schools still. Yes. I don't know how that, I don't know how I reconcile that because like it's not a situation of I forgot that he went to Texas. I know he went to Texas. I just still think he's coaching Texas Tech as well. It does somehow. feel a little bit like how Larry Brown is at Memphis, but he still runs SMU. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like his imprint is still over here with Jacobich mm-hmm. and all those guys. So it's like Chris Beard is thriving. The Texas Tech fans probably still love him, you know, deep down. They're probably, uh, they're probably a little hurt. They're probably a little hurt. But he went to his alma mater, you know what I mean? So, like, I think, I think, I think that was the way he could get out of ultimately it. Ultimately, you have to know what's coming. But when when Texas plays at Texas Tech, I don't think oh, he's it's not going to be he's fun. He's not getting yeah, Nolan yeah. Aaron out of No, no, no. But no. I think if you just have, like, a, it's a difference between, like, the person. Like, the Texas Tech fan, the person you talk to, they're like, I still love Chris Beard. Yeah. But, but the, the people, the mob, but the people the mob, hate yes. Chris Beard. The mob hates yes. him. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm that's, how, that's how it works. Uh, so Marcus Carr is a big de- O'Banner was kind of a big decision as well. But yeah. um, I, th- he I think he backed out I of his think- North Carolina visit. I hated it. Oh, that's right. You thought yeah. you thought he might. Well, I, li- I like to needle you a little bit that he could go to North Carolina. But why would you needle me? I don't understand why that would be relevant. <laughs> that's right. I forgot I mean, you didn't go to Florida. Yeah. Well, I, I, like a Gators fan. I don't care about. It. I liked O'Banner. He was. I thought he was awesome in the tournament. It's a shame Ohio State. Didn't get a <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, man. If only to play him. If only they um, got to play that game. But uh, you know, it's the way it goes. Uh. Uh, for me, O'Banner was less about where he's transferring and more that he's transferring from Moral Roberts, which is like when he, when he announced that, I was like, that sucks because yeah. Ace Miss is back. They could have been awesome. Ace Miss is still going to be awesome. Maybe this is going to like make Ace Miss even better. Yeah, he's like, now I get all the touches. But I feel like it's going to be more of a... Ace Miss is giving me Steph Curry coming back for the yeah, next year. Vibes. I agree. Yeah. 
And I think Ace Miss is going to have one of those seasons that seem to happen every season in college basketball where five nine dude like Marcus Keene or Chris Clemens or something is like leading is, the NCAA is averaging in like scoring. 34 points yeah. a game and no one notices or cares. Yeah. That feels like what Ace Miss is going to do. Yeah. And Shout then, out to Chris Clemens. Um, so Marcus Carr is a big name that had to make a decision. The other big name, uh, perhaps the biggest, the biggest name. name. Yeah. Kofi Coburn. Uh, has has whittled his list down to three. He is announcing on Friday, so probably today for most of you. Yeah, you probably to this, know what's happening. You yeah. already know what's happening. If, if if you're hearing this, it's too late. Yes, it's already done. Literally, <laughs> literally. Uh, he he it, he is announcing between Kentucky, between uh, Florida State, and between Illinois. Wait, what? He might go back to Illinois. Yes. Is that an announcement? Is this is this is this peak? Uh, we we've reached. I guess Daryl Morsell saying I might go to the draft. I might come back. I might go best. overseas or that I might transfer. That's peak like announcement of nothing. But uh, if Kofi Coburn is in fact coming back, I mean that's exciting for Illinois fans because they have had nothing go right mm-hmm. in this offseason. But at the same time, part of me is like, th- this has to be peak like graphic. Make a graphic. Make yes. an announcement. Whittle it down. Like all that just to say like I'm going to continue. To play where I'm already playing. Yes. Yes. I'm going to stay where I'm I'm staying. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to move out of of my apartment. It also shows that people love, I think, you know, the culture of college basketball, like the recruitment process is, is like an adored process for the player. Cause it's the first, it's one of the only times that they get to be wooed. You know what I mean? So like when you enter the transfer portal, right now, now you're getting all of these coaches and they're singing a different tune than they were when they were your coach. Yes. Yes. I'm sure that's fun for Kofi Coburn. Yeah. Uh, it, it just feels like a uh, if, if he's going back to Illinois, which all the smoke says. I mean, um, Kentucky pod- basically already said that he is yeah. not coming to Kentucky. Not the podcast, all the smoke, but like the uh, the phrase. <laughs> uh, the, the smoke coming out of the Coburn camp, uh-huh. if we'll call it that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Kentucky's already said. Mm-hmm. What they say? Cal didn't even talk to him? Which I don't I don't. I don't buy. buy Are it, you kidding me? I don't buy it for a second. I, fe- I, I believe that John Calipari has talked to literally every single player in college basketball that's averaged more than 15 points a game. Every and, single one, and and I don't level. have I don't have the facts, but yes, he 100%. hasn't he hasn't recruited them necessarily, but he's talked to him. He's like somehow like he's reached to the out. DM and been yeah. like, "Great game, yeah." Even if it's just that, love your game, love your game, Cal. Yeah, even if it's a double tap on Instagram, he's at least done that. Um, so I'm not buying that, but uh, you know, all the, the 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 smoke coming out of Lexington is that he's definitely not going there. So that would leave what Florida State and Illinois. We, mm. we said this uh, when we were texting about it today that. Uh, I want him to go to Illinois. I want him to come back to Illinois, even yeah. even though I'm I'm a big it's great Tim for fan college basketball. If he goes back I, I to think, Illinois. I think Illinois fans deserve it too, and I think Illinois could be really good. If I mean, Curbelo and Kofi and Trent that, Frazier, dude, that's a fun story yeah. too. That Illinois was kind of left for dead, and yeah. now Kofi comes back and and they're and re- revitalizes yes. everything. Um, but man, the more I thought about it, I was like, this dude is a Florida State player, is he not? Is oh, this I mean, not like it's like how did he not end up at Florida State in the first I, place? I, if someone's listening right now and he chose Florida State, just know that it makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, and and Leonard Hamilton would be great for him. I I'm one. I'm happy that Florida State's in the mix here. You know what I mean? That because it just feels like they have their identity. They looked around the transfer portal and they said, "There's only one guy yes. that could pass our airport the test. airport test. That's <laughs> and what they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's all we care about." And I think uh, Kofi's got to be flattered by that. 
I thought it was Matt Jones that I saw put out the the whole story saying that, you know, Kentucky loved Kofi, but they already have Oscar. Uh, Which and, is a fair point, I should yes. say. Because like even when even when they were talking about uh, uh, Kofi maybe going to Kentucky, that was my first thought. I was like, what about Shuba, dude? Like he left West yeah. Virginia. To be your guy. To, to be, be your, your guy. Five. And yeah. now are you going to play him? Next to each other. I mean, Cal's Cal's stupid enough, uh, well, crazy I, enough to do it. I He's was gonna crazy. say. Like, I was gonna say, and then Cal and you know the Kentucky media, Matt Jones. Uh, we love Matt Jones, but he basically said that Kentucky, you know, had decided to pull out of contention, so to speak. Yeah, and that is so out of character of this team, a team yeah. that ran a platoon system. Right. You know what I mean? Like they, their whole mo is like, let's stack with the stack most. Stack the deck, and we'll figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, the fact that they have now decided that they are not going to go by that philosophy, either Cal really got shook up by that one and seven start, as you can tell by their scheduling, uh, or, you know, literally Kofi, he already knows that Kofi's going back to Illinois, so they just got ahead of it, I which had, it feels like that. I had a guy uh, slide into the DMs and put this on my radar, so I'm, I'm accepting it as fact. Um, Perfect. That, that Co- the Kofi... I think deep down, maybe if he, if he was going to leave Illinois, because I, I don't mean to put it out there that he was de- he definitely wanted to leave Illinois. If, if in fact he's going back to Illinois, then disregard that I said into this. But as he was exploring his options, um, the, I, I bought into this theory that he was interested in going to Kansas because uh, Bill Self's great. We, we talked about it on the show. Like yeah. that's if you're a big man that wants the ball, Kansas makes a lot of sense. Um, but Kansas doesn't have scholarships, basically. And apparently according to this guy who might not even be a, I, who knows you know it's twitter dm game. that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> this is, is this the same guy that said brad stevens i you yes. locked okay yes. <laughs> <laughs> no he said uh he's damn dm he said i think kansas is his his theory I, I i'll put it that way like i don't think i don't think this guy is so i think he's yeah, like, yeah, he's like yeah. this this is my theory and i was like Done. I'm taking Love it. Theories. Taking it for my own. Was that uh, Kansas was over the scholarship limit, and they were exploring a way to use name, image, likeness to like get guys paid to like. But then they realized that's probably breaking the rule. But then they also realized we're Kansas. Yeah, and so we like, it, why and wink, are we doing wink, this? We do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was that, and and I, I I remember reading that and like getting excited about it because I was like, oh my god, I think Kofi's going to Kansas, and then he's not going. To Kansas. Can you imagine Kofi Coburn announcing he was transferring to Kansas as a walk on? <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine uh, Kobe Coburn announces that and, and, and just does, he announces it by playing the Cliff Alexander footage and yes. photoshops his face yes. on top of Cliff Alexander, yes. reaches for the Illinois hat, grabs Man. the can. <laughs> Man, Illinois fans, he's coming home. I think he's got to come back. What could possibly go wrong? Is my question. Like as far as him coming, like it's so far in the bag. I don't know how it could possibly go wrong. For it, him right it, it, Florida <laughs> State, Florida State is a deep dark horse that I that I am worried about. But I did see like uh, there was some fan. I can't remember what he actually wrote out, but it was basically like come back coffee, Kofi, and uh, and uh, he like rode a bike eight miles and like spelled it in in like the grass oh, or whatever, wow. and like you know, so like. Kobe Cobra. Like what's that? Corn maze? Like yeah. This- <laughs> I don't even know how he did. I, I can't. I think it was like all, like his, uh, like he like tracked it on his map. You know what I'm saying? And then he like put deal. it out. Yeah. It was like, you yeah. know, yeah. basically we love you, Kofi. And, and I think the real holdup, right, with Kofi was that the Illinois fans were so terrible to him. You know, we just saw with England yes. uh, after those three guys missed the PKs. Yes. I mean, they're dealing with some of the worst comments you can see. Kofi has been dealing with that his entire time there. So I think in, the, the fans endearing themselves, you know, showing that they want him to come back. That's good news, too. OK. All right. I believe he's coming back. Well, we have no we have no sources on this, but I believe he's coming back. I, uh, if yeah, he goes I, to Florida State, though, I mean, it's ACC all day. Don't so. don't count out LSU. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. 
I love that Kansas theory, by the way. It's a great, yeah. The, the, I just, I love the idea. Of who's who's just, the guy? Who's the guy that gives up his scholarship? I think it's Mitch Lightfoot, yeah, right? Like he's yeah. he's the guy. It's like I'll give up my scholarship for Kofi. I think so. Um, yeah. The, I I I wonder what I wonder how far did, into the process they were like because in my mind this definitely happened so like yes. I wonder how far into the process they were did they like sit Mitch Lightfoot down and like ask how much do your parents make mm-hmm. um, is there a way I, we mean, could, I, you know, I think hundred percent I think that has happened that, at some yeah. point I'm not <laughs> saying that it happened this year for Kofi but I think one of these years that he's been around and all the time that Bill Self has been in Lawrence has he asked a player how uh-huh. much do your parents make yes hundred <laughs> percent. I'm cheering for LSU though. I think that's the uh, that's where I've arrived. Is that on every recruiting decision, if if you do not have LSU, if LSU is in your final five or yep. final three or whatever, I'm not cheering for LSU. Uh, I'm only cheering for LSU when they come on completely your list. out of yeah. It. yeah. Kofi's like it's down to these three, and then LSU is not on the list, and then he says, "I'm going to LSU." They mm-hmm. made a strong ass offer. Mm-hmm. It's nothing anyone else can give. Gives do a thumbs it. up to the camera. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, what else is there to say? I mean, say honestly, I, I don't have anything else other than uh, Duncan. Shout out to Duncan Robinson. Yep. He is a, a true gym, a true friend of the program, uh, despite us blaming him as the fall guy. Yeah. He will be back on the show. Hopefully at some it's, point. It's I mean, just we, a, hopefully soon. Maybe summer league. Maybe summer league. It's, we'll see. Uh, when, when does free agency start? Like in August? I, I got a prediction. He's going to the Knicks. We should get him on when... Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not gonna happen <laughs> when he commits no like before he commits oh yeah and then just uh why don't we just report it that he get, why don't we just guess and we come on and we just say dude do you think do you think we're close enough to him uh like because i shared the text and then that blew up and now mm-hmm. like it's i i don't know if if you mention my name with duncan's name it's like it kind of registers with people i think yeah. at this point yeah do you think because of that because of our relationship and how public it is uh we could report where Duncan's going and people will believe it. Even yes, if for sure. Like if we put out a tweet that's like Duncan Robinson's in the Knicks, that everybody would buy it just because I mean, they're like, look, they're like surely these guys Full know. disclosure, I sent him a meme and it was like, basically the Knicks won't Duncan Robinson. And he was like, <laughs> it would be a dream to play in New York. <laughs> <laughs> There's your scoop. I was like, well, sounds like Knicks. Sounds like the Knicks to me. I mean... As I said to you before the show, if you have 15 minutes of fame, Duncan's on like, you know, 17 minutes right now. He's like two minutes past because the bubbles are too far removed. But if you go to New York, you go back to seven minutes. You know what I mean? You're right back I, in the spotlight. Come on, dude. What do you mean? What are you talking this about? Is, is, like, no, dude. Uh, final, the, the, the party's the just starting, dude. He's about to be a free agent. He's going to sign a massive deal. He's going to be balling and the, out. And then he goes back to seven. If he signs a massive deal with the Pacers, guess what? He goes to 25. How do you know it's the Knicks? When he says he likes New York, maybe he meant maybe he met the Nets. That'd be fine too. Maybe guess he what? Meant, he goes back to seven. Maybe he meant just like I like visiting New York, you no, know? Like no. maybe it's that. He said, I love New York. I would love to play for the No, I'm kidding. Are you Because <laughs> he told me at dinner he wants to play for the Lakers. <laughs> I can't imagine the Lakers. If Duggan hears they this, call him like, Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. He can't, he can't do it. If Duggan hears this, he's like, I'm never going on your Yeah, he's show. like, I'm, I'm never I'm, going I'm, on the Knicks. I'm, I'm never playing with the Knicks or the Lakers. I'm going to Heat for life. No, he's well, like, I'm never going on your show again. Let's you report. Are, he's going back to the Heat. That's what I heard. Yeah. He's going back home. He loves the Heat. Yeah. Um, Pat Riley's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we have him on. Is we have him on right as free agency starts. Yeah, maybe we just cold call him and then we just ask him where he's going and just gauge his laughter, like how how yeah. how red his face gets yeah. when we say like, "What about the Knicks? 
what about the Pacers? And then mm. he really laughs. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, why well, are you laughing a little too hard? I think Duncan. you should go to whoever wins the championship. You've always talked That's about this. That's a great idea. Yeah, you commit Will to who Duncan wins. Also, it, he, is he restricted though? Like if he's he, restricted. If he won him back, they, he kind of, yeah. He, yeah. Well, that, that, that's not as fun. But if you get a big <laughs> offer from the Knicks, oh, that's right. So it's like the it's like the Gordon situation yeah, when he signed. They're not going to match, you know, Duncan getting four years, forty million, or whatever true. it is. They can't. That's true. Okay, so and if you're a team like the Knicks, you do that just to screw over the Heat. You know what I'm saying? We got to get Duncan. Uh, we got to get a tipped and edits for him with this whole process. Yeah. We got to get like the most shittily, not even tipping because they're they're too mainstream. We got to get a guy that's like an up and comer, some like twelve. Let's also put the Photoshop. Shanghai Sharks on there, yeah. just as a joke, That'd and have joke. him make a uh, an an oversaturated picture that uh, mm-hmm. you know with all the graphics. Glossy, on it. Yeah. yeah. And and we have and he puts G League on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shanghai yeah. Sharks. Yeah. Just has and then options. LSU as just a, a yeah. classic zinger. He just puts LSU on the list. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they've actually offered him the most money <laughs> in free agency. <laughs> what is LSU going to do with the NIL? I mean, that's the funniest thing ever. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I want to shout out uh, Coach K. Um, oh, his final year. Here. Yes, uh, he's it's coming up. He's retiring, and uh, I love him. And uh, after the Australia team. game, all I could think to myself was, this team needs Coach K. Yeah, you know, what I, I, mean? I do think I do think Greg Popovich will be the last NBA coach to be the head coach of the USA team Agreed. for a long time. I think they're going to do college, like Jay Wright's probably Jay next Wright, line, right? Yeah, Jay Wright's up next. Yeah, Jay Wright will be next, and then I don't know who will be after that. Um, will Wade probably? Will Wade has bid on the Team USA job, <laughs> and he has given a strong ass offer, and Grant Hill has accepted it. <laughs> He's the first coach to pay to be the coach of Team <laughs> yeah. USA. <laughs> uh, yeah, you look up and it's like Will Wade is the head coach. Bruce Pearl is his top uh-huh. assistant. Yeah. yeah. Sean Miller is. Yeah. The, I mean, it's a great staff. It's <laughs> a great staff. And Rick Pitino is the uh, old head that's like not on staff, but he's just kind of around. Yeah, he's Jerry practice. West. Yeah, he's, he's just he's hanging Jerry. around the background. <laughs> you just see his eyes. <laughs> We're not losing, dude. We're not losing with that coach. I stand by what I said. Rick Pitino is a better coach right now than Greg Popovich. That's a fact. I agree with you. I think he's always been a better coach than Greg Popovich. I would agree with that, That's what's always been the funny part about Rick Pitino is that he is, from a pure basketball standpoint, you could make an argument that he's the greatest coach maybe ever. The the, the the two greatest coaches that are alive and still coaching right now in my mind are Rick Pitino and Larry Brown. Yeah, Literally. Yeah, I, I I would listen to that argument. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I probably I, agree with Larry this, so Brown will call into the show and <laughs> yeah. argue with us. <laughs> I mean, honestly. You're like, are you talking in third person, coach? That's, what, like, that's yes. what makes it so funny is Rick Pitino mastered like one small sliver of being a head coach. Yeah. And he failed at like basically everything else. Yeah. And that's what makes it so funny. And yeah. That's what makes his, his plight so funny. Um, But at the same time, you know, you put him in a position where all you got to do is coach. I think and drink be, Casamigos. I think he'd be better than that. Yeah. Speaking of retirements, uh, I want to shout out um, a, a a throwback on the internet that uh, I don't even know if you're aware of who this guy mm-hmm. is. Trill Bollins. Oh, yeah. Do you know Trill Bollins? Yeah. He's announced his retirement from the internet. Wow. And, uh, Trill Bollins is a guy that uh, um, was was is an OG Twitter user. Back when Twitter That's was That's what fun. I was like. Yeah, yeah, I was like, man. I was Back like, when Twitter he was Twitter fun, guy? he has announced that- uh, It's kind of like network before I knew Jason. You know what I mean? He logged off Twitter a few years ago, um, and he he did this podcast, uh, Lights, Camera, podcast uh, with, with Barstool, I want to say. Um, and they, uh, uh, I guess he just announced recently that um, he's he's no longer going to do the podcast. He's, he's always been anonymous the entire time. Mm-hmm. Not to brag. I know him. I met him. I know You went on that yeah. podcast, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. 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 I, met, I had a- uh, 
dinner with him one night one time too. But anyway, point is, uh, he's done from the internet. He was uh, he was he made Twitter fun, Tate, and he uh, he's no longer on Twitter. And I just want to tip my cap to an OG Twitter guy, an OG like weird internet brain dude, because like the internet has evolved so much to where like it used to be the people that were logging on were just kind of like just weird basically yeah, and yeah i was one of them and i was yeah. one of those weird kids and i was yeah. one of those weird people and then um now it's become obviously very mainstream in, in society it's like your like public very, persona at this point. yeah and yeah. if you're weird on twitter it's just kind of people think treated, you're, weird in, real you're life. weird in real life that's actually yeah. they judge more of the twitter personality than the real life personality yes. you're confused but back then it. like when you were weird on twitter you were cool yeah now when you're weird on twitter you're just weird yeah and no one likes it yeah and it's like a weird, you know <laughs> yeah. so anyway i want to shout out trill because he's uh he's he's got a baby and a real job and a real family in real life and i guess he's just like i'm just gonna log off and go live my life and i think that's the dream and i think that's what i want to do and, yeah uh, i don't know i'm jealous of him so no i mean we uh, aren't we all aren't we all <sighs> man that's is that it is that i think that's it that's I all i we're, got we're out of shout outs um you guys enjoy your weekend we will be back next week with uh with more nonsense and more big time guests so tune yes. in. who's gonna be who's gonna oh, be next man. i can't wait for tuesday <laughs> the biggest guest you've ever seen on this show larry brown <laughs>